0: Good morning, church. Different morning, a little bit different setup here today. Before Diane and I found our way here, or or led here, we were uh, members of another church for about 28 years. And we had a a long succession of... uh, a different assortment of uh, pastors. One particularly flaky pastor uh, was quite amusing. Uh, I don't remember a single word of any sermon he ever preached, but I do remember a lot of corny jokes, and uh, his specialty was bird calls, which he uh, used during the worship service. Uh, a lot of cringing there, uh, and he uh, Occasionally, although I don't remember any of his sermons, he occasionally would just come out with something that has kind of stuck with me over the years. And we would usually go to the early service. We had uh, several services and seemed like several different congregations, so I'm glad we only have one service here. But we would usually go to the early service. And he would conclude that service quite often with, uh, well, service is over and you have a choice. You can either go to the brunch at the Holiday Inn or you can find a Sunday school class to go to. You really need to go to a Sunday school class if you don't have one because those are the folks who will come to your funeral when you die. (laughs) Well, after cringing again, you know, one more time, over the years, I've kind of thought about that statement, and there's a lot in that statement that uh, that is really uh, on target. Uh, it's in those small groups where we come together and uh, we talk about God, and we evaluate our faith, and we grow together, and we work uh, with each other in ministry. We develop relationships that are key relationships, relationships that carry us through life, uh, relationships uh, with people who care when we're no longer here, uh, important relationships. And we're going to be talking about our strategy and methodology for small groups, the connect group, this morning. And I wanted to read, uh, we we won't read anything from 1 John. I want you to know that today. Let's look at uh, Acts chapter two. I'm going to read. uh, I'm going to look at look at this story that begins to develop in chapter two and goes through three and four. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to try to be brief this morning because we've got a lot, lot to lot to do. I want to read this and then I want to talk about our strategy, which is connect groups. And I'm going to pick up here. um, I'll read uh, starting in verse 39. This is the day of Pentecost, really the birth of the church uh, when the Holy Spirit descends on the upper room and uh, Peter is transformed into a marvelous pastor who preaches truth, uh, begins to ignite the world. And uh, In verse 39 he says, For the promises for you and for your children, for all of us who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself and with many other words he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. That's a pretty big church. So how do these people, how do these people be the church? 3,000 of them. I'm going to continue. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. And all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. And this, I think, is a key element here. Breaking bread in their homes. It was not 3,000 in one home. It was a a collection. This church of 3,000 was a collection of many small groups. And and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, this is the end of chapter 1, and... You know, as Mitch often says, the Bible originally didn't have chapters, didn't have verses. This is not the end of the story. This is the beginning of the story. And we're going to come back to it in just a minute. But I wanted to talk about our strategy for connect groups and why we think it's important in this church. And I want to look at uh, just some material that, that you all got when, when you attended the new members class. How many of you still have that little notebook? You ever refer to it? <laughs> well, there's some stuff there, uh, and, and even though we may all study it, it as we go through that that class, it's human nature to kind of file it away and and maybe not think about it. But there's that material sort of presents the goals and the visions of this church and how how we intend to accomplish the things that we say we want to accomplish. And our strategic method for community is the connect group. Um, I think Jeff is going to put some material up on the, on the uh, screen there, and I'm going to read through uh, some of this. We've just got some key headings here, but I want to read through some material that's underneath this just... Just for you to 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 remember a little bit, and also as as I go through this, I want you to think about these things that I this sort of sterile instructions on a piece of paper. Think about how this may have applied to Acts chapter two and then three and four. The first thing we we are interested in here and is crucial to what we call community, is communion with God. There are several things that we want to accomplish uh, which consists of community of God. Understanding and the application of Scripture. Our relationship with God must be informed and nurtured by God's Word. Connect groups provide an environment to both study Scripture and apply it to everyday life situations. Corporate prayer. Prayer acknowledges our dependence on God and draws us closer to Him as individuals and a group. Corporate prayer is more than a formality for opening and closing meetings. It is a shared experience of aligning ourselves with God's will and asking Him to intervene in our lives. Spiritual disciplines. Connect groups provide a great opportunity to explore and encourage the disciplines that fuel a radical life. Then we have community with church or community within the church. Availability. A primary responsibility of community is to prioritize for specific relationships. This requires a willingness to meet each other's needs. Authenticity. The atmosphere of a small group should encourage openness and transparency among members. This is an environment where people should feel free to be themselves confidentiality, and respect. For authenticity to occur, members must be able to trust that issues discussed within the small group will not be shared outside the group. Group members should never say anything that will embarrass their spouse or members of the group. And then finally, the purpose of all this, colliding with culture. Evangelism. Connect groups are an ideal for learning about how to share our faith as well as receiving encouragement and accountability to do so. Individual and shared ministry, groups serving together develop and demonstrate true Christian fellowship. Connect groups also provide a place to equip and encourage one another in our own spheres of influence and in ministry. And multiplying groups, group members recognize that one of the goals of their group is to start a new group within 18 to 24 months. This allows others to experience the community group relationship. Well, how does that play out, and uh, uh, what should that look like, and what should be accomplished by it? Let's go back and reread this passage from Chapter Two of Acts, and we'll talk about uh, what takes place in Chapter, chapter Three and uh, Chapter Four. So, I'm going to read this passage again and think about some of think about some of uh, what I have read about. Um, Uh, our connect groups, understanding, application of scripture, corporate prayer, spiritual disciplines, availability, authenticity, confidentiality and respect, evangelism, individual and shared ministry, and multiplying groups. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came on every soul and every wonder, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Well, so what is uh, soon after that, Peter and John were making their way to the temple uh, uh, at the time of prayer, three o'clock in the afternoon, going there to pray, going there to worship, going there to commune possibly with the larger, with the larger church who were, connect, who, who were gathering in this place at this time. Uh, They see a a lame man, a man who has been lame from birth at the gate called Beautiful. He is begging. He's asking for alms. And they say, silver and gold we do not have, but what we have we will give you in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, There's the rub. That name, that name, it causes a stir every time. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. The man does uh, is healed, and uh, this healing and his apparent joy uh, as a result of that causes quite a stir. Again, the name causes quite a stir. And the people are all gathering around saying, what's going on? We've known this man has been crippled from, from the time of his birth. What has occurred? Well, this is a great opportunity for Peter. Now, remember who Peter was. We just uh, had Pentecost, which is like 50 days after the resurrection. And just a few days prior to that, uh, old Peter is uh, not exactly what you would say a dynamic uh, speaker. He's actually very much a coward and a denier of who Christ is and what his relationship with Christ is. Something very dynamic has happened in his life, and he takes this opportunity to begin to preach, uh, talking about uh, who Jesus is and why the people, why the hearers need him and why they need to repent of uh, their participation in crucifying him. And chapter 4 begins, And as they were speaking to the people, The priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. Now what we have here, folks, if you don't recognize it, is collision with culture. They didn't necessarily go out with the agenda of having a collision. But because they had prepared themselves in small groups, and because they had studied and prayed together and had been energized, they were ready for any opportunity. And they were not going to back down from these religious leaders. Well, the the conflict continues. The uh, religious folk come to the conclusion that, uh, well, this man has been healed, and we can't deny that. And if we try to do anything to these men, the people are going to rise up against us. So let's just bring them in here and tell them, well, you know, just tone it down, and whatever you do, Let's don't be preaching in the name of Jesus, okay? Well, Peter says, uh, no thanks. You decide what's good for you. We've already decided what we must do, and we will proclaim the name of Jesus. And then something very interesting takes place. When they were released, they went to their friends. What did they do? They went back to their small groups. They went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord. And it continues a long prayer, almost a doxology here. And in uh, chapter 4, verse 29, I think this is, this is uh, crucial here. And, and what we would like to take place in every connect group And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now, the full number of those who believed were of one heart. And so, and no one said that any of these things, any of the things that belonged to him, was his own, but they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and grace was upon them all. I'll, I'll just stop right there, and um, I, I, I think that if you think about it, um, What should take place in a Connect Group is is very similar to what this passage is. Uh, I'm I'm not saying that we're all going to run out after our Connect Groups and and heal a lame man, and I'm not necessarily saying that thousands are going to be converted uh, day by day. But I think generally we will all grow closer and closer together. We will grow grow closer to God and we will be empowered to do the things that Jesus has called us to do. We will be his disciples, and we will not be alone. We will be a part of the church, the church, Catholic, universal, but we will be operating and drawing our strength from an intimate group of people that are like-minded, that pursue the same goals that we we pursue, that have the same focus, and that looks after us. And even as that old goofy uh, pastor said, they'll come to our funerals when we die, and they'll miss us. That's part of being the Church of Christ. Um, Josh is going to come up, and he's going to actually sort of talk to some of the members of our Connect Groups. And uh, afterwards, we're going to kind of break out. We're going to officially end sort of the worship service earlier, and we're going to have some connect groups uh, back in the back so you can just sort of get a feeling of who's there and what it is they do and um, how they grow closer to each other and closer to God and how they are empowered and encouraged to actually conduct ministry.
1: Good morning, church. Thank you, Jim, for that. That was great. Um, What I hope you don't get this morning as we talk about connect groups and encouraging people to be involved, I hope that you don't hear just the negative of you need to do this, the Bible says so, people come to your funeral, blah. That's That's not what we're wanting to communicate. What I hope is communicated this morning are the positive blessings that you are missing out on. If you are not part of a group, uh, it's not just that we're trying to do it just to get everybody involved, but we really believe that uh, connect groups, as, as Jim showed from scripture, is a source of great joy and we want your joy to be complete as you are with the body. And so what we have thought was that it's, it's great to hear preaching and we need to hear the teaching from the text, but we also believe that it's important for you to hear from the body from our faith fellowship of people to hear their stories as well. And so we've asked some people, some people volunteered to share from the different connect groups. Some people were uh, voluntold to do it. And so uh, it, you people know who you are. And so if you would just come and uh, we'll, I'll ask you some questions. And this will be two to three minutes per person. We're not looking for a long speech. But just want to want you to hear from people within our own faith family of how Connect groups have been a blessing for for us, and so whoever wants to go first, um, Miss Jill, there we go, okay, I'm going to let you hold this one, and she actually gave me a question to ask her, so she was prepared, Um, but if you'll just very quickly tell everyone your name and the Connect group that you're with and when you guys meet.
2: Okay, Um, I'm Jill Hines. And I'm with the Sunday Morning Connect group, and we meet on Sunday morning.
1: Sunday morning, <laughs> right. Um, how how has that been helpful for you? Because some people think, oh, a Connect group, I have to have another commitment during the week, and maybe some people are worried about that. You, how is, Tell us about that meeting on Sundays and why mm-hmm. you decided to do that.
2: Well, it's been a blessing to us to meet on Sunday morning because basically because of the time in our lives, we have a junior in high school, and so uh, evening meals are are priceless to us at this time. So just the ability to meet on a Sunday morning instead of a weeknight is a blessing.
1: Great. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you one more question. Um, for the person out here who's looking for a group and they're thinking about joining and they're, I don't know, what would you say to that person uh, to encourage them to, to really consider joining a group? What would be your word of encouragement for that person today?
2: Um, I think I think, basically that the word is, is lived out better in connect groups. You get to know people a lot better. Um, it's hard to know somebody um, just sitting with them on a pew for a few minutes on Sunday morning before service starts. You really get to know people. You get to know their family. Um, And uh, again, for us, that's a blessing because our closest blood family is in Louisiana. Mm. So we consider our Connect Group our family um, within our church family. Wonderful. Mm. Anything else you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to ask that question? Yes. I I thought you were asking. Okay. Here's the question,
1: Jill. This is official. Okay. Okay. How has Connect Groups, how has your Connect Group been a blessing for your
2: family? I'm so glad you asked, Josh. A couple of ways our Connect group has, um, has been a blessing is lived out once again, again in Scripture in 1 Corinthians 12:12, 12, 12. The body is a unit, and though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, um, they form one body. And our Connect group um, is just an amazing example of that. It's a beautiful embodiment of the different passions given by the Holy Spirit, Um, So many opportunities for missions are represented in our small group. We have Murphy Harps, the Pregnancy Center, and NAMI. I think I pronounced that right, NAMI. Um, But also the gifts of teaching and leadership, hospitality, and discernment um, are evident. And our differences have one common ground, and that is Jesus and his calling on on our lives. And seeing those differences work together, I mean, if you saw that in the secular world, all those passions in one room, they would be fighting for um, leadership. They would be fighting to be number one. But those differences within the body of Christ um, have one goal, and that is the advancement of the kingdom, and that seeing that is a blessing. Okay, and so number two, um, the way that our uh, Connect group is... An example of the word is Proverbs 27:17, and as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Um, and not only is a love of Christ evident in the lives of my Connect Group family, but their love of God's word is inspiring. Um, they study. They know Grudem. They have concordances, and they have uh, study Bibles, and they study to know God more and to know his story. And you can't sit on your laurels with them. And I love that about them. And it is a blessing. And finally, um, because we do live so far away from our family, um, not only have I gotten an in-case-of-emergency contact within my (laughs) Connect group, I know that I can call on them, and if I'm unable to take care of my children for some reason, they will step in and do that for me. But I also know that I can send out the Christian SOS, which is pray for me. And I know I can send that out to them, and it will be done. And that is a blessing to me.
1: Thank you so much. I'm done. She was so scared. She did great. Thank you for that. Tell them your name and what group you're with and how you got involved. Tell them how you got involved with the group that you're in as well.
3: Okay. Uh, My name is Matthew LeHue. I'm in the group that meets uh, Friday evenings at the Emerson's house. And uh, I got involved with that group about a year ago when I moved to Rome uh, just because there was a small world connection that I was able to make. Um, Actually, I went to college with uh, your wife's brother. And the very first uh, weekend that I came to Rome, I sat down and, and the pilgrims sat next to me, and we were talking. And within five minutes, we realized that we had that connection. And then they invited me to Connect Group, and so I was able to uh, immediately plug into that group.
1: Great. Uh, tell tell them how how how's the Connect Group ministered to you in the in the last year that you've been here, uh, because you, you, you're still you're a single guy, engaged, recently engaged, but have been a single guy this past year. Tell them how that. How the Connect Group has ministered to you?
3: Right, anyway. absolutely. Um, I am in a in a stage of my life currently that puts me at an odd position. I'm a uh, I'm a faculty member at Shorter University, and I am also single and in a long distance uh, relationship. And so, uh, all of my colleagues have uh, family; they have their lives that they have to live with their family. And then the people that are closest to my age, that I would. You know, most normally be inclined to spend time with are my students. And so there's obviously boundaries that you have to set there. And so uh, by virtue of my position, I uh, very quickly when I moved here, even though I loved my job, I began to feel isolated. And, uh, and I, I felt, faced a temptation to withdraw. And so this uh, Connect Group, of which I'm a member Uh, very quickly became my core group of friends that I got to meet with on a regular basis. And it was just very providential that many of them ended up... um, uh, either working for Shorter or being educators, and uh, and we had a lot in common from that perspective. And also they uh, afforded me a preview in many ways of life to come. I'm the only single person in the group, so everybody else are married couples. There are many infants in the group too. And uh, and so it's um, – but it's, it's been great because, you know, I don't find infants as as weird and gross as I did a year ago. And so, you know, there are many, there are many uh, ways in which uh, this group has allowed me to, to grow and to mature and to not withdraw into isolation that would have been very easy by the nature of my job.
1: What, what word of encouragement would you give to the person who's thinking about joining a group, particularly the single person uh, because I think you can really speak to that from your experience. What what word of encouragement would you share for the person who's still on the edge of thinking about joining a group or, or not sure? What would you tell them?
3: Right. I'm, I'm a very social person. I'm a person that if you remove me from people, I don't do well. I, I, I need interaction, and I need to be able to feel close to people. And so for extroverts like me, um, and but also for introverts who, who do need that connection and maybe – uh, just need it in a different form, or don't want to admit that they need it. Uh, in order to be able to build those connections, these connect groups are the best way because one of the things that that um, that a lot of Christians tend to do, and especially Baptists, is we we start to go into our Sunday morning service with an attitude of um, with an attitude of, I'm going to this service to get what I need from this service, And that's not what this time is about. You know this is a time for us to give. In worship, this is not a time for us to come and to receive anything um, in terms of uh, a pick-me-up or having needs met. It is a time for us to grow together, so that later on in the week or later on in our time together, we can meet each other's needs. But that community group or that connect group, that time is a time. Where you have a small group of people and you meet and you can meet each other's needs through that time. That is a time for you to have your needs met and for you to meet the needs of others. Uh, that is a time for you to grow very close with a core group of people with whom you have much in common. And uh, and that is the best. I've learned that that is the time uh, whenever I'm feeling vulnerable about something or whenever I need something or whenever you know I've been able to open up with some very personal things that have gone on in my life with these people. And so... If you are like me, if you are if you're single, um, either not in a relationship or if you are in a in a relationship but you're not married, and you' you're preparing for that next stage of life where you're trying to um, move along and, and figure out how to move along in this world, uh, you need connections with people, you need connections with believers. And as valuable as this time is, there's far too many people and far too short of a time for you to really build the connections with each other in the context of this Sunday morning service. You need more. And it's not because it's mandated. It's not because um, it's, you know, something that's required or it's something that you should feel bad about if you don't do it. It's something that will only benefit you, and it's something that – it's wonderful that this church offers this in, in a way that you can uh, build these connections and, and grow closer to your fellow believers and then cl- closer to God as a result.
1: Great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Matthew. Good. And I'll, I'll say a quick word about this for our members. For those of you in Connect groups, uh, for Matthew joining, it was just a matter of an invitation. And sometimes people are on the fence and they're not sure because no one's ever invited them to a group. And uh, we can do a lot as the body uh, by welcoming people and saying, hey, are you part of a group? We'd we'd love for you to come visit our group. So when I invited him to ours, I I, I had no no idea how our our friendship would develop or or if he would want to do that, but I wanted to make that available. So for our members who are in groups, take advantage of that. Invite people, okay? Because we want people to be to feel included here at the church. You ready? Do you have a special question or you just, okay. Well, just tell every, you you need a microphone, sorry. Tell everyone um, your name and uh, what group you're in.
4: My name is Crystal Purser. My husband, Jonathan Purser, um, is also a member here and our two daughters. We are members of the Jeff and Lindsay Williams um, Connect Group that meets on Sunday evenings and it rotates through different homes. So, um, It just depends on where we are for that week. And what area
1: Um, do do most of you people live? Because you guys are out of town. Interesting,
4: yes. We are actually in Gordon County. We live on the southwest corner of Gordon County. The Williams are in Bartow, and then um, the Jocelyns are in Bartow, and then there's another family that's in Bartow. So we're kind of in that little corner there of Gordon, Bartow, and Floyd.
1: Sure. Now, just tell them how you got involved with the Connect Group that you're a part of. How did that come about?
4: We were invited to the Connect Group by the Williams, and I (laughs) <laughs> I think, is that right, or did we invite ourselves? We um, just
1: showed up, right?
4: <laughs> I, Yes, the so Williams invited us, and we're so gracious and right. hospitable, and um, hospitality is kind of what I want to focus on, the blessing that we have received. Sure. And the verse that I have is from 1 Peter 4, um, verses 7 through 11. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. And in the community or connect group, we have an opportunity to demonstrate hospitality to each other. And coming from a model of Sunday school for years, which I don't know how many of you are familiar with, kind of that pattern of small group within a larger fellowship of believers, but it's easy to be nice to people in Sunday school for an hour on Sundays. Um, You can kind of keep that superficiality But when you're in each other's homes Week after week after week Kind of some of that gloss rubs off And you get to see each other as you truly are And you're able to demonstrate and model And apply that love of Christ And pray for one another And really become um, in a sense um, Part of the body And the body functions um, best When it functions together And so the hospitality for us Has been a real blessing And we love breaking bread And um One of my favorites is pumpkin waffles on Sunday nights. So our group loves to eat, and um, we had the privilege week before last to invite another Connect group over, and we had some s'mores and fun time together. But it's just really sweet and a blessing to get together as believers and fellowship and break bread and pray for one another. Um, That's what we're called to do.
1: Let me ask a question a little bit differently. How would your life be different without the Connect group?
4: What would be missing from that? Missing. Um, Just that connection to the larger group of the body here at Three Rivers. Um, We are older than most, well, of all the other couples in our connect group. My husband and I are kind of in a different season of life, as you can tell. Uh, We don't have grandkids, (laughs) but we have grown children, and we don't have little ones running around. And um, just having little children within our connect group has been really sweet and special, and Um, has enriched our lives tremendously one more question
1: what word of encouragement would you give to anyone who may be thinking about joining a group not sure um, what word of encouragement would you give to that person today
4: encouragement but really admonition you just need to do it it's part of (laughs) it's part of being in the body and if you're off by yourself you know who you get a call um when you need prayer just this week i had Just an SOS I needed to send out, and I text Lindsay, and she was like, I'm just, yes, I'll pray for you right now. And um, I don't know any of us that can't use prayer at some point during the week. I mean, we could act like we don't, but really, if we get real, we do. And they have our back.
1: Great. Thank you so much. Great job. (laughs) We'll do one more. Tell them your name and your group and, and how you got involved.
5: I am Wesley Scheit. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I realized that there were no college students talking um, in this, and so what's up, guys? Um, (laughs) And uh, so I am in a small group that meets on Sunday nights. We start at 5.30, have dinner, and then we do content or just hang out, Um, and I was... Maybe the best way to say it was bullied by Golden Goss to join the group. Um, So, uh, and he just kind of poked me until um, I kind of moved from being in College Connect over. And we don't have College Connect anymore, so, um, you know, it's really important that we get involved in other small groups now. But um, I've been a part of the group for probably a year or so. um, And. So I'll I'll say something that's kind of encouragement to groups that maybe are forming um or or what have you or might start forming is that we had a lot of inconsistency at first when I um started joining the group um <coughs> and we didn't like we would have 10 people show up for like 2 weeks and then not be there and that was that was hard for a while but um I can say that at this point, we've kind of gotten to a point where there's a group of people that have started coming very consistently. And a lot of them were there since the beginning. Um, And and as a college student, it has been really helpful to me to have relationships with some of these people that are post-college. Because when you're a college student, you're caught up in the idealism or in the just like hoop jumping of, of, of college life, or, you know, I'm going to change the world with some nebulous kind of unrealistic idea, um, and, and that's not to say that it's not good. I think a college student brings something to the table that a lot of people who have just settled into life um, don't have, which is to just say, oh, well, you know, this is just the way that it is, and I'm going to accept it this way, whereas a college student says, like, what if? We could do this. What, what if it, this was possible? And But in the, on, the, on the flip side of things, um, these old, older post-college kind of people are going to say, well, how are you going to do that? Or what does that even mean? Um, and so um, I've benefited a lot from that because I kind of live up in the clouds and the ether uh, a lot. Um, and, and so that's been really helpful. And also just seeing, I think, uh, this is another thing to college students is just that, like, you may not do something that you were trained in college for. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're anything less. And I have just gotten to see a lot of people that um, that I've just grown a lot from their encouragement and seeing how they live um, that are not. that are kind of like, yeah, I went to school for religion and philosophy, and I don't do that. Um but um, but also sorry I'm kind of scatterbrained because I wasn't planning on doing this. But um, well, so what what quick word would you give to? Uh, <laughs> that's, you're, thank you for sharing. I'm glad you stepped up here. We needed
1: someone. But what 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 word of encouragement would you give to the college student who said, "Well, I'm only going to be here for a little while. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to get too involved. What would you say yes, to them?
5: Yes, yes. Um, well, you will be here for four years, and that's a pretty good amount of time. Or Three. I've been a member of this church for maybe three years. Um, So also, if you're kind of considering membership, that's another thing. But, um, yeah, I I think that that having a consistency, a lot of your friends are going to move out. You're going to graduate. Having the consistency of people who live in Rome is really great. Um, And also, like uh, Jill had made the comment about family and about how your family is far away. And you don't really have people that are going to nurture yeah. you. And, and, and I'll say this as well. as I became part of a connect group, but I think beyond the connect group, I have grown in relationships with people. And I think it's an interesting springboard to make connections with the rest of this church. Um, Because there's a lot of people that I wouldn't have known probably if I hadn't started walking with Michael Smith or with Golden Goss and then making connections Mm -hmm. through those sorts of people. Um, And so that's really great. But also, um, I know that it's difficult. And as a senior, I am particularly, I think, annoyed with the fact that, like, roots – just can't do it (laughs) like when you're in in a place for four years and you just know that you're going to get uprooted soon thereafter but but I would just say like it might just be for a time but building relationships and investing in people even if it's just for a time those people matter and you matter and they want to do something they want to encourage you and I've just had People like Kenny Cash has started going to our group recently, and he has just poured into me and a friend of mine, Greg, and Golden has has walked with me and, and encouraged me through some, some really difficult things, and you will probably come across some difficult things, Um and there are people who can say it will be okay. As a college student, you're like, I don't know what's going to happen, and my life might be over. And, and, and adults can say, like, I, I had that. I experienced that, and it's going to be okay. And so it might just be for time, but I don't think the value of a relationship is found in the length of time that it has. Uh, the amount of time you spend with a person. Everybody's pro- A lot of you have been to camp, camp relationships. You're like, wow, how did I get so close to a person? You've got four years, not just a summer. And so I, I'd really encourage college students to get involved. Right.
1: Thank so. you. What we want to do, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Emmett's going to give us a quick blessing and uh, say a word about what's going to happen next, but hopefully that's been an encouragement for you to hear from people from our body.